This week's episode is brought to you by Dress to the Nines Gippsland, affordable, high-end dresses, higher company. The ladies have created the most amazing opportunity for everyone within Australia. They stock sizes 6 to 22 and no higher is over $105. They stock brands such as Zimmerman, Camilla and Mark, Shona Joy and many, many more. The best part is they'll actually send you multiple dresses to try on. You choose your perfect one and then send the others back. It's just such an amazing opportunity for you to save money, look absolutely amazing for under $105. I can't even believe it. Get in touch with the girls today on Instagram, dress to the nines Gippsland. Book your showing and they will look after you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Your Say podcast. And today we're talking about births, Nikki. Childbirth. Yeah, there's a few stories between us. Um, you especially have a bit of a um, I get exciting up, up one, up I get close up, and personal. I get up close and personal twice, but one time I get really up close and personal. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, everyone, I've... Um, decided we're going to talk about childbirth. You have. We're going to do a separate episode on fertility. Yeah, there's a lot of people want us to do about fertility yeah. and IVF. And, and, and I've got an subjects. IVF journey that I want to share, but I really want to get an expert on that one. So this is just going to be <laughs> Nikki and Becky. <laughs> Nikki and Becky Childbirth Edition. Before we jump into that, I just want to touch on a tiny bit of housekeeping because we were just talking about AI and how robots are, you know, it's all very much in the media and the news and you're going to be able to order them as partners, like you can order a robot. And I was just sort of saying, well, I'm not going to need to date anymore. <laughs> Because I'm keen, right? You're there. I am you already there. You want to put your name there. down on the list. Yeah. So I, I'm a part of a few different groups and we were having a chat the other week about AI and the woman that I was with, she's like, no way would I ever do that. I would never want an AI partner, you know, because she's all about connection and so am I. But I'm so in love with myself, Becky. I feel like this is my calling. I'd know what she's going to look like. I'd put her to sleep when I don't want to listen to her. <laughs> you don't have to feed her. You know, they still get wet and do all those things. Um, yeah, I haven't looked into the AI robot situation much. Um, they reckon they're gonna. They reckon they're gonna take over the prostitution industry because mm. they can just fuck like rabbits, and it'll be a lot cheaper. Or people will stop going because they'll just buy one. Yeah, they'd be expensive though. I don't think they'd be coming in cheap. No, well, I mean, look, you know, nor is anything these days. But oh, divorce right. is expensive. All right, that's enough on housekeeping. Yeah, I don't know how we, we've just, we just announced. I just, we're, well, <laughs> we're talking about childbirth. Well, they can't have babies, let's be honest. Yeah, well, no accidents then. No, no accidents. All right, let's get into childbirth. How many, how many, how many pregnancies? Oh, pregnancies, a few. Yeah, you had four, a couple. Four viable ones. <laughs> four viable ones, yeah. And childbirth, do you experience childbirth naturally? No, I have not. Not, not in any have, of them? No, I had four cesareans, four yeah. C-sections, yeah. So what, what made the first one be a C-section? Um, she was overdue, mm. so she was my first. She was overdue. I'd lost the plug. Oh, and I'd what had do they call a that? Sweep, That's your mucus show? A mucus membrane. Yeah, I remember that. Um, 
I had lost that. Then they did a sweep to try and yep. where they sweep the cervix. Not nice. Clean it out. Yep. And then I had an infection. So they said, look, you can either, or she wasn't moving as much. Right. As well. And they said, so I went in hospital and they said, right, we will either do a C-section on Monday or we'll induce you mm. on, I don't know, maybe the next day. And I said, oh, I want a C-section. And he tried to talk me out of it. He was like, why? Yeah, you won't that's be able what I was to pick your say. baby up, blah, blah. And I just said, my gut feeling is she needs to come, come out. out. And so. Because was it frowned upon back then? Um, In the UK? Well, I just know from a hospital point of view, it's a lot more money and work, isn't it? You do you, in think, for do you think they think that? Of course they do. Yeah, right. What's the hospital system like over there? Like can you have babies for free or do you go private? You can, Is yeah. it like here? Is it different? I believe it's in a bit of a shambles at the moment. Right. Um, but no, I, it was my gut feeling and when the surgeon, I'll never forget, she was a lady surgeon and she said, right, okay. And, and as soon as she opened me up, she said that baby was never going to come down. Come there. out, yeah. So you so avoided an emergency right up. Yeah, and she was big because she was nearly two weeks overdue now. Yeah, right. So she was big. She was hungry. Yeah. And she was angry. Yeah. Well, she didn't change. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how oh, she's I love it. Off. She's like, I'm here. What? Are, how did you find having a C-section? Like, how did you find the pain relief? How was your experience as your first one? The first one was it was fine. It was good. The recovery was. Um, it was tricky, mm. but plus I didn't know what I was doing. Could you feel her getting pulled out? Could you see it? Did they have a screen? What was the situation? Yeah, they had a screen. Yeah, you can feel it. You can feel them in there, but you, you can't can. It's weird, feel. isn't it? Yeah. Did you have a spinal block? Yes. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. So I, the first one in the UK, the first one was fine. Then when I had Bella, which was a year later, um, they gave me a different for the epidural, mm. there was a shortage of something, so they made it different, and I was actually allergic to that. But I, every time I have an epidural, I um, my blood pressure drops very low. Right, and so you I, got a bit faint. Yeah, and I start to Stop. try and be sick, even though you haven't eaten. Yeah, for, I know. vomited too. Yeah, right. Oh, and so when she was pulled out, how did you find, like what happened? Did she go off with your then husband? Mm. Like were you there, did you have any other support people? No, it was only him and I, and she, you know, they put her. They put her of, there. Yeah, they put her there, and then he held her, and yeah. Hmm. So you didn't feel like you missed out? No, not at all. Do you still feel like you missed out? No. Yeah, I do. I don't. No, I um. No, and do you know what? Actually, <laughs> like I remember, I'd had false labour a few times in oh, that two did weeks. You? So I'd experienced some pains pain. and I'd phone them up and they go, no, just take some paracetamol and have a bath kind of thing. Um, yeah, but that was enough. That was fine. Thank you. I was. You were happy with that. Glad to go. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I've had four and I've only had the problem after um, Lola where I was bleeding. Mm. Um, that was dicey. But other mm. than that, uh, I highly recommend them. You highly recommend them. <laughs> isn't it <laughs> Too funny? Push to push. Isn't it, isn't it funny to think that, like, I, my first girlfriend, she was born via C-section and that was back in, in her mum where they cut you the other way. Oh, yeah. So isn't it funny to think they used to go that way? Yes, gosh. Yeah, she never had a good relationship with her mum. I feel like there was always a lot of resentment from the day she was born. Oh, oh, from the birth. Yeah, from the birth because she, she, it was all very dramatic. She was in hospital for the, the pre, you know, three months before and then it ruined her body and oh. she was the eldest and then she ended up being gay. So she just didn't fit any of the expectations that were then existing. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's funny, isn't it, your expectations when you have a baby? Because I did kind of think, I have said this before on the podcast, that you kind of molded a baby. Mm. And I'd worked with children, it was and everyone said to me, Oh, you'll know what you're doing. Of course I didn't. Oh, I hate that. And um yeah, I thought it was like fifty percent nature, fifty percent nurture, but no, Gracie came out knowing Yes. I remember being a first-time mum, being in a shopping centre, mm. and if she made, if she was asleep and made a little whimper, yeah. I'd be like, <gasps> I've got 10 seconds to get the bottle yeah. and get it down yeah. her, otherwise she'd kick right off. Yeah, yeah, you know, you definitely, definitely know. And, yeah, I'm surprised she was late though because I would have thought she would have been early to the party. I wonder if I was late. I've never mm. asked my mum that. Hmm, interesting. But you had a C-section, didn't you, Nikki? You, I did. Dakota. I had one too, yeah, my first. I was pregnant and, look, there was a couple of things. He was massive. Yeah, I think right. he was born nearly 10 pounds. And Gosh. back then I was like 55, 55 kilos when I fell pregnant and I put on <laughs> 27 <laughs> kgs. So I remember weighing in more than his dad. Um, and off we went for a Caesar. And I remember, I can remember it really clearly, actually. They were like, be there at 7.30. We got there. He was born at 10.10. So it was all those hours of kind of fucking around. This is really funny. But we went in and his dad's an awkward man at the best of times. And I'm in there talking to the anaesthetist. And I don't know why, but I just remember it being cold. It's always fucking cold in hospitals. Yes, it is. And I remember yeah. laying in like this section and he was, you know, telling me what was going to happen. And this was the spinal block. Like it was about to go in. And I was like, yep, yep, like whatever. And I never had – so when Dakota was born – Facebook wasn't invented then. It was mm -hmm. just about to. So there was no real smartphones. There was no apps. Yeah, right. He didn't have a birth plan. You know, like there was no music or, you know, any of that. But I would have, you know, I mean, obviously I had my ex-husband there and that was it. So anyway, in we go, we wheel in. And I remember thinking, fuck, there's so many people in there. Like I think there's like 25 people in there. It was a lot, <laughs> right? And so I'm laying there and then I saw my obstetrician. He was a lovely man, good-looking guy too. And anyway, he comes in and says, how are we going? How'd you go with this? Is in front of everyone. How'd you end up going with those hemorrhoids? Because I'd had <laughs> shocking hemorrhoids. Oh, no, did you? I've never had them. What? I've never had hemorrhoids. Oh, with God, anything. we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, look, they're painful, but, you know, here we are. And anyway, I'm sort of like they're all getting ready. Like yeah. and then he'd chosen, he, he goes, do you want music? And I said, no, no, you choose yours. And then I said, oh, where's my husband? <laughs> and I'm just there solo. And they're like, oh, where's the husband? And I was like, I don't know. Ages ago they told him to go into a room and get like put some change, like get changed. And then everyone's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, he's done a fucking runner. He's done a runner on me. <laughs> so bolted. I remember laying there like panicking kind of like, Bleh. and then I started to feel quite sick. Um, anyway, they had to go on like a full little hunt for him and someone had forgot to go and get him and so he was sitting in a waiting Aww. area and he'd been in there for the best part of half an hour. So he was all like, and because he's so quietly spoken, like if that was me, I would have been like, hey, like my fucking What's wife's going having, on? Yeah. No, nah, just sat there, just sat there in his <laughs> in his skins waiting to get called. So anyways, he comes in and they get him out and I can remember feeling the, the movement of it. Yeah. And the first thing the obstetrician said was, look at the melon on this. <laughs> and his head like, like popped out and Dakota had this massive head. He was huge. And then they brought him over for a cuddle and – 
then they took him over and they do what they do to him and you know I'm like is he okay is he okay and then he came over for a cuddle and as as I was holding him I started vomiting so I was a bit oh I started to freak out a little bit at that point and anyway they're like okay dad do you want to come over and then they you know so dad walks off and then I stay there and this is the part I recommend this to people is I really in hindsight wished I had I had a second person because for the next hour I laid there by myself in this hospital thing, got stitched up and they took the freaking blind down so I could see all my intestines were sitting on the left-hand side and I was like, Ugh! so I just kept vomiting because I was watching <laughs> oh, them. that's right? a bit much. So I remember at that time thinking, God, I should have had my mom or my girlfriend or, you know, like yeah, I right. really wish. You didn't feel that? You didn't feel that? No, I never felt that. Um, tell you what I did love, catheter. Oh, you like the catheter? Oh, yeah. I'd say after months of needing a wee all the time to oh, no, just, just have that catheter, catheter in. in. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, don't come and take it out, don't come and take it out. Well, I just felt like that bit was really gross. And then I can remember, obviously, then we get, you know, you kind of get, um, then they wheel him in and everything. Yeah. And then my experience was so interesting. So I will never forget this. So we get wheeled into our room and we've paid for the extra package. Like we're in a private hospital and we want our own room. But this room, because I'd have the C-section, you have to go into a hospital bed, mm-hmm. not the nice double yeah. bedrooms where the husbands can sleep and stuff. So we're in this room and he was born at 10.10, must have been, I don't know, five or six o'clock. And I've not moved yet, right? Because yep. you still can't move. And so I remember this. Fuck if he ever listens to the podcast. But anyway, I remember him going, All right, well, I'm off now. The Saints are playing. <laughs> and I was oh, like, Oh, no. You're fucking kidding. And he's like, Well, we're going to go out and wet the baby's head, which, P.S., I think is the biggest fucking load of baloney ever. <sighs> the fact that the husbands go out and drink, and uh, that. Uh, and I'd already said, like, it's a no-go zone for me. Oh, so no. So I'm there going, you're kidding. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'll come. And they'd said they'd bring in, like, a pull-out bed and stuff for him. I'm like, well, make sure you come back. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to have had a few drinks. I was like, fucking go, right? Just, like, fuck off, That's go. the first nail in the coffin. No, it wasn't the first. <laughs> fucking the 20th. Maybe the last one. So I can remember being there. The baby was next to me. I literally could not move. And I can remember Dakota crying. Yeah. And I can remember I hadn't moved out of bed. I couldn't reach him. So I'm on the buzzer. Buzzer, 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 Mm. buzzer. And they're coming in like, yeah. And I'm like, can you pass him to me? Like I can't reach to get him. Okay, pass him on the boop. The first 12 hours was a fucking nightmare for me. Yeah, right. And I can just remember being all I wanted was my mum. My mum wasn't coming until two days later. And we were going to be in there for three or four days. Mm. And I was alone that whole night. They ended up taking him to the where they take him, the nursery, um, because he wouldn't stop crying. I didn't know what to do. I was like, didn't think my milk, I was real, (laughs) it was really shit. He never came back, never answered his phone again. Oh, wow. And then this is exactly what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened the very next morning. So here I am, I've just given birth. It's the next day. And this woman comes in, I reckon it was 7 o'clock. So the baby's been wheeled back to me. I've tried to put it on the breast. I'm laying there. (laughs) I've tried to put him on the breast. I'm laying there. No signs of my husband. Didn't turn turn back up. I'm alone and it's the clinical room and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. And then this woman came in. She was like a guardian angel and she walked in and she – 
opened my curtain. She says, hi. I can't remember her name specifically, so I'm going to say Susie. Mm -hmm. Started with S. She walked in. She goes, hi, I'm Susie. How are you? And I was kind of like just started crying. And I'm like, well, I'm not very good. I don't know what to do. I haven't moved. I've got a catheter. Like I can't hold the baby. My ex-husband, ex-husband, my then husband, She's like, that's okay, darling. I'm going to spend the next hour with you. No. And I went, oh, thank fuck. Because honestly, <laughs> I got left to my own devices. And I was like, no one had shown me anything. No, mm. just shove the baby on the breast. No one had shown me anything. So she was like, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get you up and we're going to shower you. So she got me up, she took the catheter out. And she put me in the shower. So I'm in the shower. And as you can remember, mm. you bottom out, right? On cue, old mate fucking husband turns up. Oh, what's going on? And meanwhile, the baby's in the thing, like in the plastic thing. He goes, oh, what's going on here? I'm like, I'm having a fucking shower. Fucking, it was, oh, shit, it was blood everywhere and, you know, pads and shit. And it's all going down. And he's just like, oh, what's wrong? And I was like, don't even fucking look at me. Like I was oh, so angry. Seething. So this woman was phenomenal. I said, can you go out? Because she's going to be teaching me everything for the next hour. And he sort of looked at me as if to say, and I was like, go and get a fucking coffee or something. So she showered me i put a fresh nighty on she put my hair back in a ponytail she sat me down on a chair and she said right now i'm going to teach you how to breastfeed well thank fuck because i had no idea right becky Mm. and i didn't even know if i was going to breastfeed like i i was 27 which i know is not young but it was young for me no none of my friends had had kids it is you just don't know what to do i am i think as well and i don't know but maybe somebody will tell us when you have a cesarean, does it take your milk longer to come in? Oh, I think it does. your well, hormones haven't. Well, mine had not come in. So she sat down. She taught me how to latch. We got him latching. There wasn't a lot coming out, but mm. off we went. And then, again, P.S., we didn't go to the classes, the Lamar, what are they called? The, oh, yeah, yeah. We the, never went mm. to the birthing classes, right? So then, then he has this, like, the poo that comes out like black tar. Oh, yeah. What's it called? A mucus poo or a – it's called something. Yeah, I can't think of the, the I don't term. know that, right? And all of a sudden there's just this black tar coming out of the baby. <laughs> so I'm back on the buzzer and by this stage I remember him being in there. Oh, what's going on here? And then he wasn't changing the baby. I think baby. it's meconium. Meconium, it? that's yeah. it, that's it, that's it, that's it. And so I was like, what the fuck? They're like, no, no, it's all, it's all normal. Anyway, so then after she showed me – what to do and I was good to go then I was yep no I was fine so that night didn't stay again the ex-husband didn't stay the second night no because the bed was uncomfortable and then the next day I got wheeled from that room into the nicer room which had the double bed and then this day they come in and you know how they do all their routine checks? Yeah. They do their foot prick and, you know, I just remember. I remember being asleep that second night and then them just walking in. And to nurses, they just wake you up. Yeah. Just walked in, oh, hi, we're just going to take, you know, Dakota down now to have his whatever. It's like fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what? What's he having? <laughs> I just had no idea. I was. I remember it being really – I just remember them being so blasé and except for that one guardian angel that came in for that hour and she showed me everything right so it sounds like you were a bit you didn't like everything was out of your control is that right like you and i was i didn't feel like they were like it's your first baby how are you feeling Mm. i didn't feel like a patient right i felt like it was all about the baby it was the process and when you just had your insides cut up Mm. and you and i was having the pain relief in your bum and I remember I was in so much pain. Like I can remember on the buzzer again and they're like, you just had one two hours ago, you've got another hour. And I'm like, give 
me (laughs) and I thought I had a high threshold to pain so anyway we move into the next room and then mum comes so mum arrived I've rang mum and said you need to get here earlier yeah so she wasn't coming until I got home I'm like get up here he's useless I've got no one (laughs) and my friends are all in Melbourne so I only had a couple of people visit but they were more like acquaintances so mum arrives mum was there he was there everything's happening Anyway, they come in and the paediatrician comes in and does all their testing and stuff. And you can see that they're, hmm, hmm, okay. oh. hmm, hmm. And we're like, oh, okay, we'll be back in a minute. And something had gone wrong, right? And mum's like, oh, what's going on? That, that, that didn't look good. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, the doctor comes back in. Um, oh, we just want to talk to you guys alone. And I'm like, just say it in front of my mum. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's useless. I need my mum. <laughs> Oh, we don't want to alarm you, but we've discovered a hole in Dakota's heart. Oh. That's how he said it, right? I go, what? He goes, so we're going to need to run a heap of tests, probably preference that mum's not there. It's pretty full on. What does a hole in the heart mean? No, 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 does he need surgery? No, no, just calm down, just relax. It could be hereditary. We suggest you get on the phone to, you know, it comes from the dad's side, Dakota's dad's side family, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so... Off he goes, Dakota goes, Harvey, his dad goes with him. Mum and I are sitting there. I'm just crying. Like I've just gone through this ordeal. I'm probably on baby blues day. Mm. And I'm just like, fuck this shit. This is not good. (laughs) Like what is going on here? So we then find out that his cousin was born with a hole in his heart. And it's hereditary. Mm. And I think his sister had one as well. And they can live with them forever depending on the size. They can close over and grow out, blah, blah, blah. So he comes back from the test and I could tell by his dad's face that it was not pleasant. And then he's got all little marks on his body where oh. all the little things were stuck on and it's horrible. Anyway, we get through the next two days, we go home and that's the end of the story. And then motherhood ended up being a bit of a breeze for me. Yeah. I breastfed no pro. I love, did you like breastfeeding? No, I attempted it with all of them um, and haven't been able to do it yeah, at all. Yeah, really? Yeah. I loved it see I was not phased and once that milk came in I just no with, with Gracie she was so overdue she was so hungry hungry couldn't keep and up and she screamed so right. I was trying to latch her on yeah and I remember a midwife coming and saying um we need to give that baby a bottle because she's starving yeah um, right so gave her a bottle then I continued to try breastfeeding yeah and then I remember going home and um Oh, yeah, just trying, couldn't latch her on. And I had the day nursery at the time. Yeah. And I just thought, well, I've got milk over there. And because yeah, we took babies from three months, went and made up a bottle. And, she and loved it was it. the first time I felt her relax, oh, like in my yeah. arms. She was can, hungry. hungry. I know. So I never looked back. And then with Bella, Gracie was only one yep. when she was of born. Of course, fuck. So I just was like, no, I tried latching her on, didn't work. And I was like, no. bosh. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I ended up breastfeeding like solidly and then I did do a bottle and had he, he had like a bottle feed and all that. But I was smooth sailing from there on in. But my recommendation to anyone listening to this podcast, if anyone's going in for a C-section and they're just taking their husband or their partner, have a secondary person. Have someone else so that when they go off with the baby, you can just stay in the theatre I just think that, you know, I wanted someone to hold my hair back and I was still vomiting the whole way and one of the nurses ended up looking after me. Well, I didn't feel like but I remember my hus- my ex-husband, he um he was adamant that he would still carry on with normal life and go to the pub that he arranged people. 
to come. This is when we were back in the UK. Oh. The first two, he'd be like, "Right, Mum, you're going at that time." Oh, so he you didn't know, feel so like an asshole. He he would Fuck make me. sure people were there. Cunts. <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you by Dress to the Nines Gippsland, affordable, high-end dresses, hire company. The ladies have created the most amazing opportunity for everyone within Australia. They stock sizes 6 to 22 and no hire is over $105. They stock brands such as Zimmerman, Camilla and Mark, Shona Joy and many, many more. The best part is they'll actually send you multiple dresses to try on. You choose your perfect one and then send the others back. It's just such an amazing opportunity for you to save money, look absolutely amazing for under $105. I can't even believe it. Get in touch with the girls today on Instagram, dress to the nines Gippsland. Book your showing and they will look after you. All right, Becky. So, I mean, you've had four births. Any other birth four drama? Yeah. Four C-sections? Um, or any other, like, learnings or anything for the listeners? Well, I did. I had a, a clot after having my third. A clot? A clot, yeah. So Inside? Um, well, I just kept bleeding. They right. wheeled me back and um, – I just had to keep pressing the buzzer. I could feel it, even Coming though my out. legs weren't fully, yeah. you know, when you're waiting to feel the, but I yeah. could just feel. And so um, they were going to take me back to theatre, which would be, I don't know what they would have done. Mm. But um, in the end, this doctor came up and he was about 12 and he looked like Prince William. <laughs> and he basically like put his forearm up in there. there. <laughs> I know. did something. And then she was like, we think it's a clot. You need to let us know. So the next day they were like, if you go to the toilet and pass a clot, you need to let us know because we need to take a look. And, oh, my God, that was like giving birth. Oh, like another, yeah, oh. like the afterbirth. <gasps> so Just, when you have a C-section, I don't know why they call it Caesar because I always get it mixed up with Caesar salad. <laughs> I do. It's because um, Julius Caesar was born by Oh, is that why? C-section, I oh, believe. Oh, I love yeah. when I learn something new like that. All right, we'll, yep. we'll just call it C-section. But, yeah, like, so what happens with the placenta? They yank that out at the same time? Yeah, because I remember with oh, yeah, my third. Yeah. Do you have a photo of it? I do, yeah. Well, that's why. purple. I remember when I did give birth to my third, they said there's a hole in the placenta and that would have been the clot right. that eventually made its found its way out thank did you God. eat your placenta becky no i did not shocker you you are you shocked by that you didn't like pop it in the because you didn't yeah people i know bake people it. do grossness it is it's look each their own becky mm. i think i did have with my third because i'd had postnatal depression with the second and i remember so she was born at the old gold coast hospital mm -hmm. and one day i went for an appointment there and this young midwife approached me and said oh i'm doing a, a program where we um team up with a mum who's giving birth because we're all training mm. would you like that and I can't recommend that enough. enough yeah I agree she was there for every appointment yeah and it was the first live birth so yeah I, she was freaking out I remember when they opened yeah. me up she was going oh my god oh my god and I thought there was something wrong and it was because she, she so had excited. so much hair yeah. 
Um, because my third was born with dark hair, which was completely different to the others. So she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe her hair! Oh my god!" So yeah, yeah and it was brilliant. Yeah, I think so. so I kind too. of that kind of goes on with what you were saying about having that other person. She yeah. was there for every single appointment, and then yeah, for the birth. That's cool. That's mm. cool. Yeah. So say yes to that, people. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, you've got a um. Can you tell me you? I've got well. I've got another story before we go into okay, that one. Yeah, okay. So my second child was harvey he's six now so he was carried by my partner yes that was a natural birth and he arrived four and a half weeks early wow yeah which was all very like dramatic Mm. and the story goes we were at dinner and her sister and her little baby were staying with us and she'd come up to stay with us so they could have like a week of I, I, I can remember my ex had just finished work so it was like her first it was her first day it was a Monday oh. it was her first day of work so I was like make sure you take the full you know month or whatever it was and we went out for this really nice dinner so she had the one day and I've got photos of her on this particular day in the backyard and then that night I came home from work and we went out for a beautiful dinner and I remember her having spicy food and Dakota was there and we were all just having this lovely time anyway we got home from dinner and she was completely normal through dinner. Like I think she might've even had a little cheeky champagne and she had something spicy. Um, yeah, right. Not through like just cause she liked taste. And then I remember her saying, mm, I've got a bit of a something going on here in my knickers. And I was like, give me a, give me a, no, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. I said, give me a look. Give me a look. And I'm like, Oh, you need to call the hospital. And she's like, no, it's only a bit. I'm like, call the freaking hospital. That's the show. Like, I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not, that's, that's more than, you know. So she phoned and it was about 8.30 and no bags packed, no nothing. Like we're still got five weeks to go. And fortunately her sister was there so she could stay with our other one, Dakota. And... So off we go. All right, they want me to go. I'm like, well, you better put some things in a bag. We're not going to need a bag. We're not going to need a bag. I'm like, they're just going to give me some medication. And I'm like, just let me. So I'm like throwing things in a bag. And she was very aggressive (laughs) and like annoyed almost. Yeah, inconvenient. Very inconvenient. Wanted to sit down. And I remember we were driving. I can remember this so clearly. I was driving. She was in the passenger seat, obviously. And we're driving past Pacific Fair on the way to Pindara. And I remember her going, oh, oh and i'm like are you okay and she's like oh i think it's good we're going oh god and i'm like you're in fucking labor and she's like no 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 it just must be those braxton hick things and i'm like okay but the time we got in there which was within 15 minutes she was walking slightly Mm. hunched over and no pediatricians on no nothing straight in midwife puts her on the straps and stuff checks out her belly She's in full-blown labor. Yeah, right. In full-blown labor and like dilated, like really dilated. So we're sort of sitting there and, and we're just like, again, it was so quiet. There was no, We were the only ones in a birthing suite. And I think by now it was like, I don't know, 9 o'clock or something, <laughs> 10 o'clock. And I remember watching the project, the replay of the project was on. And then the midwife sort of came back in and, you know, she was kind of like, having contractions but not but still didn't know like we still just thought we were going to get sent home because and then the midwife came in and she's like okay look um you're gonna have a baby tonight and wow i remember us both going 
what it's too soon and she wasn't very big either so he was tiny yeah. and so I'm like oh my god what do you mean she's like no it's okay um we've just got onto a pediatrician we can't get your one of course they never can um we're gonna get the one that we can get um if you have an urge to push now don't but just kind of go and so her legs were you know doing the thing Anyway, the midwife walked out and on cue, I remember her going, I need to push. And I'm like, they said not to. And then anyway, <gasps> next thing you know, her waters broke. Right? Oh. Now, this was like a movie. It was like sp it spread everywhere. It went all <laughs> over the wall. It went everywhere. I And we both laughed so much. I'm like, holy, she's like, oh, my God, that's so much better. Oh, the pressure. The pressure, right? So she was, and I obviously hadn't gone through it. So I was like, whoa, like this is fucking next level. Yeah, it would be fascinating. It was I fascinating. would be fascinated. It was fascinating. And because, you know, you, and next thing you know, I ran out and said she, her waters are broke. She's come back in and looked at her and gone, oh, like we're fucking on we're now. On. Like we're yeah. on now. And like he was out in under two hours, not even. Yeah, God. No time. We didn't even talk about pain relief. There was just no time. no time. And I think he came out, she delivered him, and I think as he popped out the, the paediatrician arrived and but the midwife had done the midwife. They were fantastic. And I remember holding her leg and I watched it all and it was absolutely fascinating. She did so well. My ex-partner, she just nailed it. She just literally stared at the midwife and was like, I'll do whatever you say because, again, no classes, no nothing. Yeah. She just fixated on her and went, she's like, don't push, relax. And so she just kept staring at her. Oh, there was no icon. And all I did was hold her hand and hold her leg and then that was it. <sighs> but interestingly enough, so exactly the same thing happened. So because he was so tiny, he got pushed straight to special care. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, go with him, go with him. We didn't even know it was a boy actually. And go with the baby, go with the baby. I'm like, what is it, by the way? Because this all happened so fast. And then the nurse is like, oh, my God, it's a little boy. I'm like, it's a little boy. <laughs> and I felt horrible because she goes, I'm so sorry because she knew I wanted a girl. Oh. And I felt like such an asshole. And then I'm like, I want to stay with you. And she's like, no, go with him, go with him. So I went with him into the special care unit and then he hadn't cried or anything, right? So it's you want to yeah. hear him scream and stuff I think he might have cried a little bit but not so he's laying there and his eyes are all mucused and covered over and everything and they've got their hands in there and all the things are going and he was tiny I think he was 2.1 kilo 2.2 oh, kilo so tiny. really tiny 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 so I can just remember watching him and I'm just like is he gonna be okay like mm. it's just not how you imagined you know and we had four and a bit weeks to go anyway as I've, I've got I've got I've got video of him in the crib thing that they're in, opening his eyes for the first time. Aww. So he opens them and they're all stuck down with all the goo. So then you're kind of torn because I want to go back and see if she's okay. Mm. And then you've got this tiny little baby. So I stayed with him for a bit and then I went back in with her and I'm like, how are you? And she's just sitting there with a cup of tea. <laughs> cup of tea and some toast. She's sitting up there with a cup of tea. <laughs> and then the midwives are like, okay, do you want to have a shower? And like, do you guys both want to have a shower and just – you know, like this was fast. And then we both had a shower and she, I remember her just sitting on the seat and, you know, all the blood and everything's happening and she's just like, uh, what the fuck just happened? God. I'm like, we've got a baby boy. Yeah, they'd be a bit of shock. It was surely. shock. We were both in shock. And we just both sitting and I was just 
you know, besotted by her and she still hadn't seen him. Like she still hadn't seen him. So she got all tidied up and cleaned up and and then went into the nursery and that was his birth. Wow. So they don't like them being born at that, sudden. that stage either because no. they're lungs, do they? They're lungs. No. So up. he was in special care for two weeks mm. and it was hard, right? He had to be t- tube fed and, yep. you know, it's definitely not the beginning that you necessarily want. Mm. But, I mean, he's a little dynamo now. He is. Oh. Nikki, I know because you've told me this story Have and I? it's one hell of a story. I know. Because <laughs> you actually birthed a baby. I did. I did deliver a baby. You did. <laughs> I did. And, you know, it's one of those stories that I forget about it and then I remember and I'm like, I mean, the fact that I'm about to tell it on a podcast is fucking awesome. <laughs> So are you ready, Becky? Well, I've heard it, but I know the listeners will like it. I reckon you might like it a second time. All right, let's go. Okay, so we're going to paint the picture. I've got Dakota. He's three months old. I live in like townhouse type environment. There's like 20 of them next to each other. And you're still with your husband at this point, I'm still with my husband, yeah. It's Sunday night. He's watching 60 Minutes. And I'm upstairs and there's this bang, 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 bang on the door. And we lived in a three-story house and he was in the middle level. And I ran down to the stairs and I opened the door and there's a guy standing there. He's like, my wife's having a baby. I need your help. My wife's having a baby. I need your help. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I just yell out, I'm going next door. And I just run out, right? So I just run out the door and I run three or four doors up. I didn't know this man. I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen this man in my life, right? But off you go. But off I go. I run, I run up the stairs, and so the house is identical to ours, and the bedroom's at the top level. So it's mm-hmm. three stories. So room up the stairs, room up the stairs, room up the stairs, up the stairs. So I remember walking in and there's no she's nowhere to be seen, right? And then his wife is half out of the bath. Oh wow. And like yeah. kind of trying to get herself to the bed. Oh now. The nicest way to say this is she's very obese lady. Okay. So I feel like it's relevant. Okay. Because I'm not picking on her. You're not being judgy. I'm not being judgy. She was a very big woman and not a big woman because she was pregnant. She was just a really big woman. Right. And the bath is filled with blood. Oh. So I'm like, what's going on? How many weeks are you? No, no. And the husband's in shock, so he's just kind of standing, dilly daddying around. Oh, like a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah, like a rabbit in the headlights. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And we couldn't really move her. So I was like, we need to get her on the bed. We need to get her on the bed. We need to get her on the bed. So he grabs her other arm and we kind of get her on the bed. And to be really honest, she probably only went on it halfway, right? And so it's the same bedroom as my bedroom. And there's a lot of blood, right? So there's a lot of blood that's coming out. And I'm I'm kind of like, what the fuck, you know? So this is happening. He's looking. I'm like, get me towels, get me towels. And then they've got another little girl and she's just sort of standing at the side watching, right, like just looking at all this action. Yeah. And I, I kind of get her bum sort of half hanging down so she's facing the ground and I'm like, baby, you got to move back, move back. And she's in pain so she's screaming, screaming, screaming. So she's naked obviously and I'm like trying to push her down so I can see what's going on. Anyway, the fucking baby's head's coming out. Oh, no. So I get her to go back and like for what it's worth, it's like it's like the biggest vulva I've ever seen in my life. Well, it would be dilated. It's dilated. It's got a baby coming out of it. There's a lot of hair. It's big. It was all going on. He's still standing in the air. I'm like, call the ambulance. (laughs) So I'm like, are you going to call the ambulance? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, call the ambulance now. So then he's on the phone 
like a back, you know, a real phone with a cord, Mm -hmm. ringing the ambulance. She moves back and she's like, I want to push, I want to push, I want to push. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, okay. So he's I've got towels, 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 towels. And I'm like, okay. And so she's laying there, she's looking at me, she's like, I've got to push, I've got to push. He's on the phone now to the ambulance. I'm like, they want to push. What do I do? And they're like, if she needs to push, push. So she pushes this baby, it's a girl. She she catapults, she spits out to me, right? Just like that. She spits straight out. <gasps> there wasn't even a it wasn't even a head out and then go again. She came out Just in one slid go. Out. Slid out, but she slid out with a lot of fucking blood, right? <gasps> so she slid out. I remember wrapping her in of all the things. It was like a fucking woolen blanket, which is. Yeah. So I remember wrapping her in the woolen blanket and then it was like, <laughs> it was just like so much blood and I moved the baby up to her. So the cord's obviously still all yep. connected. So I throw the baby up to her and she's like, oh throw my God. Throw the baby. And I, and I just remember the baby compared to like one of her boobs. Like one of her boobs would have been two sizes as my head, right? And so I'm like, bring the baby to the nipple. The, the nipple's big as the baby's head. <laughs> and so meanwhile, now I can hear the ambos coming, right? You can hear them coming in the complex. And the dad's still standing on the phone. So he's relaying the information. And then this blood's just pouring out. And I'm like, we need more towels. And I'm looking at the little girl. I'm like, go get more towels, go get more towels. So I'm just like shoving the towels in between her legs. And then she's like, is it okay? Is it okay? So when I first pulled the baby out, I held the baby and the baby was that white colour. Yeah. And I knew, I don't know how because I never went to the classes, but I must have watched movies. So I tap, 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 tap. And then eventually it went, and you watched the colour. It was an unbelievable experience, right? It went from white and then its whole body just filled and then it started crying, right? Mm. Thank God. And so then, you know, the baby come up. And then by now... They were coming up the stairs. She's sitting up. I've got heaps of towels and stuff. The Ambos have walked in. I've walked in and I'm like, thank God. And they're like, okay, where are we at? I'm like, here's the baby. Have you cut the cord? Well, no, I haven't fucking cut the cord. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, they sort of calm the whole thing down. I then go over to the little girl and I'm like, mummy's okay. you got a baby sister. Like it's all happening. And she's kind of, you can tell she's lightheaded because she's losing so much blood. Oh. And then I'm sort of standing there thinking my work's done and the Ambrose like, I need a bowl. We've got to deliver the placenta. Right now, of course, I've had a C-section, so I got yeah, no we fucking didn't idea. Deal with that. I didn't do with any of this, and I'm like, "What do you need?" He goes, "I need a bowl." So I remember running down the stairs to the kitchen area, <laughs> walking in to the fucking like where the the dining table is, and there was just a white bowl with fruit in it. And I literally flung the fruit, reef the fruit I out, reef the fruit out. I ran up and I watched this. This was fascinating, right? And then he was like, okay, we're going to deliver the placenta. And then she pushed it out. And the only way I can describe it, it was like an iridescent purple, reddy, big thing. And it just came out and it landed. And then I was like, fucking hell, like what the hell? And (laughs) And then dad's just like, thank you so much. And then I'm sort of talking to her and then she's like, oh, have you got a camera? I'm like, I'll go get one. (laughs) <laughs> so I must have been gone, I mean, I must have been gone half an hour, right? This has to have been 35 to 40 minutes. So I then run up, six doors down it was, so I run in, <laughs> so I run up the stairs in my house. Well, where are you being? <laughs> I'm delivering a fucking baby. I've just been delivering a baby. Where's the camera? So we don't have camera phones, right? So you don't no, have camera phones, you're, right? you're going to get your nick on. I'm going to get my nick on, right? So I'm like, where's the fucking photo? And he's like, what? What did you say? Just keeps watching the fucking show. Oh, what's going on out there? I saw the ambulance lights. Like, has not even moved off the couch. Wow. Has 
has not even come down to see. He's not curious. Not even curious. So then we go back, we get ourselves all sorted. You know, it's all happening. God, imagine if they listen to this podcast. Um, and then by now the Ambos are taking her to the hospital and loading her in. And then the dad's like, oh, can you mind the other kid? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you actually kidding me? And I wasn't really down with that, right? Yeah. I didn't know this little girl and I was like, oh, I'm just sure you have someone else that knows them. Anyway, I had her for a bit and then someone else came and um, got them. And then a couple of days passed and they called the little girl Nicola, not after me, but they just happened Aww. to call the little girl Nicola. Anyway, it wasn't <laughs> – this was really funny. It could have been a TV ad. Um, I remember there was a knock at the door a couple of days later and I answered the door and he's standing there with a box of roses. No, like you know the old chocolate box. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how's everything going? He's all oh, good, and he had the little girl with him. And he goes, oh, look, we just came to say thank you. And I was like, oh, I've been dying to know. Like, why yeah. did you knock on my door? And he's like, I knew you were pregnant, so I knew you'd know what to do. <laughs> and I go, hey mate, I had a C-section. And <laughs> yeah, he, he goes, got a clue. what? And I go, he goes, how did you know what you were doing? And I said, well, I just fucking went with it. <sighs> so we had a bit of a hug, and you know, I never spoke to her. I think she must have been pretty mortified and embarrassed so she yeah. she never saw me she never said anything she never thanked me and obviously I saw her with the baby as the years went on um but yeah so I got to deliver a baby and this was a Sunday night right and I didn't work at all and again it's before social media so obviously I took photos of the baby and then send them all the photos and stuff and I remember sending an email to like my closest friends and I like the title was the fruit bowl mm -hmm. and so like I typed it out and sent it and everyone's just like that could only happen to you because it's pretty cool like not many people can say they've delivered a baby no not at all and like it was yeah it was so it didn't give you any calling you know like I can imagine somebody doing that and then going wow that was amazing there'd be some adrenaline going through your body after doing yeah, something yeah and like I was disappointed I hadn't experienced it so I had wanted to really experience childbirth so I you know I have my bucket list Childbirth was one of them. And so I was a bit shortchanged that I didn't do it. Mm. But then I got to see her and then I got to see Harvey born. So yeah. completely fine that I didn't do and it And it now. didn't give you a calling to become a midwife, oh, obviously. Fuck no, no way. No, 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 no. no. Nursing's not my thing. But is it not? Because, you know, they all wear scrubs. I know how you like a lady in scrubs. I do love a lady in scrubs. You like drawing vulvas. I do. Well, yeah, no. I, look, I'm not, no. I'm not good not at your gig. I'm, no, it's not my gig. I'm not good at caring for others. Oh, that was my birthing story. Wow. Well, let's wrap that up. That was quite the story. That's our birth stories. Yeah, gosh, four I, births. Oh, hey. You had four births and I had three and managed to talk the whole way through. <laughs> I tell you what, though, off the back of the other episode we recorded today, I just want to say to anyone out there that's experiencing birth or, you know, I, I give this advice to anyone that I find out is pregnant. Once you become a mum, you know, when you're pregnant, there's so much focus on the birth. Mm. But the truth is those fuckers are going to come out when they're ready, however they're ready. So once they're out, they've got a whole life ahead of them. So I sometimes say to parents when they find out they're pregnant, yeah, spend a little bit of time thinking about your birth, but talk about how you're going to parent them. What school are you going to send them to? What are the things you're passionate about? What are you going to – because there's so much fixation on the baby and not having a five-year-old or a ten-year-old or do you mm, want them to not, go to private school? Not babies for long, are they? No, I think not. as well – 
if you go back like you you don't realize once you've had the first one the second time you're pregnant if you do have another one you can't just sit and relax no, anymore or like take that time no because you're just too busy i had mine close together and man, it was hard. full on so there's no another, one tells you no no one tells you and the thing and these are my other pockets of advice get off work as soon as you can if you're working and mm. take that four to six weeks because once you have children you're never alone again unless you have shared custody. I think we will do a part two to this about having babies later in life. Both you and I have had yeah, uh, that's true. some children later in life. And, and I it's think different. That's good, it is different and there's that's a whole podcast. Yeah, so we'll and your partner's an older dad as well, yeah. That'll yes. Be, yeah, that'll be a part two. Actually, now's a good time to announce we've got a couple of males coming up on the podcast. <gasps> we do. We've, we are bringing in some we sausage. Are. We're bringing, bringing in some dick. We, yeah, we're bringing in some <laughs> dick. We won't talk about who and how, but... But just know that they're coming. It's on its way. Ho- hopefully not literally. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Dress to the Nines Gippsland. Affordable, high-end dresses, hire company. The ladies have created the most amazing opportunity for everyone within Australia. They stock sizes 6 to 22 and no hire is over $105. They stock brands such as Zimmerman, Camilla and Mark, Shona Joy and many, many more. The best part is they'll actually send you multiple dresses to try on. You choose your perfect one and then send the others back. It's just such an amazing opportunity for you to save money, look absolutely amazing for under $105. I can't even believe it. Get in touch with the girls today on Instagram, dress to the nines Gippsland. Book your showing and they will look after you.